Hey, this one is part two of how I create music. And if you haven't watched part one, then, you know, go ahead and listen to the previous episode, number six, before you listen to this or don't. I mean, nobody's forcing you, right? So let's get into it. But first, some coffee. go anywhere i just cut to this intro and then come back to this you know it's just post-processing that's it let's get back into it then in the last episode we left off at giving me giving a long-winded lecture on the technicalities of how i record my vocals so we talked about you know starting off with the instrumental then talking about the creation of the vocals at this point though i have all the basics down on paper the fundamental instrumental and the bare bone main vocals. Great. That's only half the work. And now comes the million little adjustments I have to make to get the song to completion. I bring the vocals back to the DAW or a digital audio workstation where I made the instrumental. I use FL Studio, you know, it's right behind me just to remind you a DAW is simply a software tool that helps tools like me use virtual instrument plugins and create melodies and effects all in one single place. Then, you know, edit it the way that I want to. So the recorded vocals have been brought into the DAW where I place them with the basic instrumental I already made. Now I start to make the instrumental more complicated against the vocals. I have to keep in mind that the vocals and the instrumentals have to flow together. They cannot just, you know, do their own thing and just go off on their own. They have to work in harmony. That's what a song is. Certainly parts might need an extra instrument or two to come in. Other parts, the vocals need main stage, center stage. With my songs, the vocals tend to have the center stage for most of the duration of the song. So the instrumental is behind and around the vocals. That's how most of the songs you hear are pretty much designed. But funnily though, the instrumental takes longer on average than the, than the vocals do to create, at least for me. So let's take my newest song called Talk as an example to explain the situation a bit better because I'm having a hard time explaining it otherwise, you know? So it came out a couple days ago at the time of me writing this or, and videoing this. So the creation process is fresh on my mind. I'm going to play you a snippet of it to give you an idea of what it sounds like in case you haven't heard it yet. You ain't tired of your own shit, huh? You just thinking you own shit, huh? They pretending they're your kin, yeah. Which side of all the talking? You slackin', since you're back in. Put them in line, picking the sides, telling them lies. Keep them aligned, keep them in a fog. All you got them on, all they do is talk, talk, talk. You can hear that this song is angry, but melodic, you know? I started the instrumental with an orchestra melody which consisted of like violins, violas, cellos, some other organic sounding instruments. Then I added a trap, trap, a trap, trap, 
drum beat and some other minimal instruments. By then, I realized that the song already sounded quite full, you know, so I recorded the main vocals, then placed the vocals on top of the instrumental. Then I made the drum pattern more complicated. The bass or 808s you hear, I've changed the melodies at times to make it more impactful at times when it needs to be. I also made the orchestra melodies more vibrant and made it flow better. The intro slowly pulls you into the tone of the song. Then the, la then the first verse is the first half. It's heavy with a few instruments. It also introduces the orchestra, which flows into the chorus. And then the rest of the song. Certain other elements like the female humming come in periodically and then disappear soon after. So after recording the vocals, I created variations and I made the instrumental more mature by adding and removing certain elements. There's also sound textures like hi-hats, which give the song more depth. But again, that's just this song. Every song requires its own workflow. However, the artist chooses. So after the instrumental is about 90% done with the tweaks, I'll focus on the vocals again. I'll listen to the main vocals going through the track and I'll stand in front of my mic again and just, you know, freestyling back vocal melodies like humming or ad-libs, which are, you know, sentences in the background that accompany the main vocals. Depending on the tone of the song, I'll determine exactly what back vocals are needed. For the song Talk, again, I decided to hit the song with hard-hitting words and sentences to give certain parts more impact, to accentuate the song, the, the anger of the song. That's a norm these days, right? To add back vocals to accentuate the tone. It's been the norm for a while, in fact. Once the back vocals are done recording, I'll place them into the DAW along with the instrumental and the main vocals, and I'll edit them into place. I'll give the back vocals more reverb, which basically adds more space. So it sounds as if I'm a bit far away, you know, or in a large room. Because, I mean, you want back vocals to sit at the back, right? Once I'm happy with the main vocals, though, and back vocals, I'll do final tweaks of the instrumental since music is art. It's, you know, never finished. It's only abandoned, right? So I can always work on it some more. Perfect it just to, you know, just a little bit more. But I have to make a conscious decision at some point to abandon it when I think it's, you know, good enough. So once it's I've reached that stage, uh, now comes the super technical part, part, mixing and mastering. As I mentioned in the previous episode, if you heard it, uh, mixing is basically tweaking each instrument and instance of vocals to basically behave well with each other so that they sound pleasing to the listener. Since there are usually several tracks in a song, you can have, you know, instruments fighting each other at certain sound frequencies, and that would make the song sound muddier than it needs to. So you need to address these issues to get the clearest sounding song possible. You need to also automate volumes of instruments and vocals. So sometimes there will be certain instruments that need to come to the foreground. 
So the, the volume needs to be brought up at that part of the song. They might need to be brought more to the back. So you need to lower the volume then. You'll get the idea. These are all artistic decisions, you know, there's no right or wrong. I used to outsource mixing to a sound engineer because I just didn't feel confident enough in my own uh, ability to basically make the instrumental, the instruments sound good with each other. But I realized that the engineer just wasn't just doing the mixing, just didn't know how to get it the way that I wanted to the song to sound like, you know? So I said, screw it. I spent a month just learning how to mix songs on YouTube. There are so many instrument uh, tutorials out there that it's insane. You can learn how to do pretty much anything for free, practically free online these days, which, you know, is a, is a godsend in my opinion. I actually feel very privileged to be alive at this point in time. Now that I've spent considerable time learning how to mix, I can get the song to sound how I want to. I don't have to go back and forth with someone else, you know, only to feel disappointed at the end, but I don't blame them. It's all creative work and it's next to impossible to truly explain to a person exactly how I want it to sound. So now that I'm relatively happy with the way the song is sounding or the instruments are sounding against each other and the vocals, I'll save the entire song into one high quality file. Usually it's a WAV file. That's what the type of file is. Now comes the last part, which is mastering. Mastering means taking the entire song and bringing it to the same volumes as what the industry standard is. You know, uh, so whatever you hear on the radio, that's basically the industry standard. Usually after the mixing is done, the entire song is quieter than what you would hear on the radio. So the entire track's volume needs to be brought up and a few tweaks, you know, here and there, like, you know, bringing the bass up a bit or down a bit, maybe certain frequencies in the high end need to be tweaked. Just, you know, the uh, final touches to make the song sound, you know, just that much better. Here's the thing though. I built my studio at home, you know, right behind me, and it's not up to par with professional studios out there, obviously, when it comes to the speakers and, you know, the headphones that they use and, you know, the acoustics of the room and the panels and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, I need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for that, which I don't have. Also, you know, a seasoned sound engineer can really hone in on the details of a song and make the minor tweaks needed. So I do get a sound engineer to master that, you know, last very little bit to bring it up to make the sound come to, you know, up to industry standards. You might call it a security blanket because who knows, I might be good enough to master it myself, but it's good to have somebody, you know, it's good to have a second set of ears, you know, professional ears. As I mentioned in the previous episode, almost all big time artists have at least several professionals who work on their track, each of their tracks. Now, in comparison, it's just me, myself and I right here working on it from the very beginning to the very end. Not one soul really hears what it sounds like until the mastering bit. So it's important to get a professional to listen and make the minor tweaks at the end. But who knows, maybe I might just master it myself eventually. 
but that's just, you know, not the norm. The norm is the musician usually creates the music and then hands it off to the sound engineers to get it sound just right. So I'll have to, you know, think on that for a bit, I guess. As of now, though, my system is working. So I guess I won't change it, at least for now. So you see, it's a hefty process to create a song, just like any other form of art, really. There's huge amounts of creativity involved, huge amounts of science too. It's good to be well-versed in both, right? In my opinion. Now, when it comes to all my music, every topic I write about, every atmosphere that I'm trying to create is something that's close to me. The topics I explore in each of my songs have been things I've been thinking about. I think we can all agree that we now have an overload of overly sexualized songs, overly violent songs. So I thought I'd create things a bit differently so that it's more authentic to me and, you know, to you, uh, the listener. Basically, I'm creating what's my truth. That's it. People might agree or disagree with me. That's fine. That's art. Well, it's been a pleasure explaining, you know, my music making process to you, the lengthy music making process. I'll see you in the next one.